Hello and welcome to the Rare Possessions Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Galetti, and with me is Jared Riddick, the archivist from Book of Mormon Central. Happy to be here. This episode, we are going to be covering a chapter in a book by Brigham Henry Roberts, otherwise known as B.H. Roberts, uh, who was a scholar. And while scholars often look at information with a critical and sometimes skeptical eye, B.H. Roberts said this about the Book of Mormon. We who accept the Book of Mormon as revelation from God have every reason to believe that it will endure every test, and the more thoroughly it is investigated, the greater shall be its ultimate triumph. That is our belief and our hope here at the Rare Possessions Podcast and Book of Mormon Central. That is that our mission statement is we build enduring faith in Jesus Christ by making the Book of Mormon accessible, comprehensible, and defensible to the entire world. In the year 2020, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we're focusing our universal Come Follow Me study program on the Book of Mormon. And we hope that the episodes of this podcast will, as much as possible, support that effort and study to build faith in Jesus Christ and, and add further depth to your study of the Book of Mormon. Our archives are filled with thousands of articles that go back from, I think, 1809 mm-hmm. and to, even to the present day. And these are an incredible, valuable resource in your gospel study. And this podcast is designed to highlight some of those resources before we bring out the actual text itself. Jared and I will talk about the text, the history of it, and give some brief commentary on it. But we thank you for joining us, and we thank you for subscribing to the podcast. And we want to also encourage you to subscribe to the Book of Mormon Central Know Why podcast. Each week, you'll get some great supplemental materials delivered to your favorite podcasting app to go along with the Come Follow Me program. Uh, We also should give a plug for the Scripture Plus app. Yes. What's the latest with the Scripture Plus app? Uh, By the time this episode airs, it will be released on Android and on iOS. Um, A tremendous resource. Taking the 2013 edition of the Book of Mormon text, uh, you have the option of formatting it in different ways. You can look at how it's formatted in the 1830 edition. You can look at a unique uh, Book of Mormon Central formatting. You can look at the Yale edition that Royal Skousen published, uh, the earliest text where it's formatted along sense lines. But as you go through, you'll have the options to see multimedia images and videos and charts, as well as quotes from general authorities and scholars about various parts of the Book of Mormon. Um, it's really a wonderful and tremendous study resource that we have put a whole lot of effort and a whole lot of love into. That we hope it can be a benefit and a blessing to the gospel study of our fellow saints. Yeah, it's a free download from the App Store, but if you want to, you can visit scriptureplus.org. It's an incredible resource, and we're very proud of it. So now on to our episode that we're going to be hopefully introducing and starting out our Come Follow Me year in the Book of Mormon. And this was the purposes for which the Book of Mormon was written by B.H. Roberts. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a, a chapter in a larger volume. What, what book was this larger this volume? This was from volume two of New Witnesses for God, which is a, a trio of books that Elder Roberts wrote considering early church history, the Book of Mormon and the Scriptures. Uh, wonderful volumes. We have all three um, on the Book of Mormon Central Archive, as well as many of the works that Elder Roberts published. So you say Elder Roberts. Some mm-hmm. people may not know who he is. Who he was B.H. Roberts? B.H. Roberts was a uh, passionate champion of the Book of Mormon through his role in the... Uh, as a 70. He, uh, I believe when he passed away, he was part of the First Council of the 70. He was an early mi- uh, passionate missionary of the Southern States Mission. Uh, he was a contemporary of Jay Golden Kimball, that fabled 70 <laughs> of yore. And just a wonderful, wonderful man and a wonderful, wonderful scholar. And had many keen insights into the Book of Mormon, both defending the Book of Mormon and also anticipating ways that the Book of Mormon would be attacked in the future. He uh, put a great deal of thought into that. 
He was also a historian at mm-hmm. some point and I, put together the history of the church. Yeah, yeah, he did edit the history, comprehensive history of the church, uh, all six volumes. Did some wonderful work with those. Yeah. Why should we know the why of the Book of Mormon? Why is it, how, how does it impact our study to keep a focus on why the Book of Mormon was written? If you're reading a book, you want to know the, its intended audience and its intended purposes. And if you do not know those things, you can misunderstand the book completely. And so, in this chapter, Elder Roberts is really focusing on the title page um, of the Book of Mormon and focusing on those reasons for why the Book of Mormon was written um, and what drove those ancient prophets, what drove Mormon, what drove Moroni, why they were writing this to begin with. And I think he does a good job, uh, through some extensive citations of the scriptures, really bringing that out. Now, some people may or may not know that the title page was something that Joseph translated mm-hmm. as written by Moroni. We believe it was the last thing translated. Actually, the new church's video on the translation of the Book of Mormon ends with uh, Joseph reading the title page and yeah. then realizing it's done. And they're like, oh, we need to get a publisher. And it's a, it's a, great, it's a great little moment. You can see it at the visitor centers. But it's, it was the last thing translated. It was the, the capstone of the, of, the, of the record, the last thing Moroni and I would have written. There are reasons, or the whys, if you will, of why the Book of Mormon was written on the title page. There were three of them, but by the end of this chapter that we're going to read, B.H. Roberts ends up with seven I saw, different yeah. reasons. So this, you know, again, this is kind of a, a turned up version, if mm-hmm. you will, where he extrapolates from other revelations and gives us several different ways to look at the why the Book of Mormon was written question. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed how the, that Elder Roberts brings out that the Lord restates the same reasons for why the Book of Mormon exists in the Doctrine and Covenants. Yeah. And that was uh, some powerful stuff that I hadn't considered. Sometimes you don't connect the Doctrine and Covenants in the Book of Mormon like you should. Uh, John W. Welch has done some really good research on that recently. Um, in, his, in a Willis Center lecture he gave, I want to say in 2017, maybe in 2018, talking about revelations that were received during the translation and actually working towards the chronology of the translation and seeing what Joseph was asking the Lord and what the Lord was telling Joseph during that period. And I think it's a, it's a really cool little period of church history that members of the church should know more about. I hadn't connected that too. That, yeah. that when, when he kind of brought that out, I was like, oh yeah. It's yeah, there. It's, it's right there. And I didn't notice it the whole time. So yeah. yeah, very cool. So hopefully we've whet your appetite. Here now is going to be a reading of this wonderful, again, it's a chapter in a larger volume that's available on the Book of Mormon Central Archive. It'll be linked in the description. Again, here it is from B.H. Roberts, The Purpose for Which the Book of Mormon Was Written. The Purposes for Which the Book of Mormon Was Written by B.H. Roberts, published in 1909. The several purposes for which the Book of Mormon was written are to be learned from the writers of the book itself and from the revelations of God to Joseph Smith. First, I introduce the statement of Moroni, into whose hands Mormon's abridgment of the larger records of the Nephites, called the Book of Mormon, was given. On the last plate of the collection given to Moroni by his father, on the left-hand side of the collection, the language of the whole book running as in the Hebrew, from right to left, Moroni engraved the following explanatory title to the record he sealed up, and therein also stated the reasons why the record was written. This Joseph Smith translated and made the title page of his translation of the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon an account written by the hand of Mormon on the plates taken from the plates of Nephi. 
Wherefore, it is an abridgment of the record of the people of Nephi, and also of the Lamanites, written to the Lamanites who are a remnant of the house of Israel, and also to Jew and to Gentile, written by way of commandment, and also by the spirit of prophecy and revelation, written and sealed up and hid up unto the Lord, that they might not be destroyed, to come forth by the gift and power of God unto the interpretation thereof, sealed by the hand of Moroni, and hid up unto the Lord, to come forth in due time by the way of Gentile, the interpretation thereof by the gift of God, an abridgment taken from the book of Ether also, which is a record of the people of Jared, who were scattered at the time the Lord confounded the language of the people when they were building a tower to get to heaven, which is to show unto the remnant of the house of Israel what great things the Lord hath done for their fathers, and that they may know the covenants of the Lord, that they are not cast off forever, and also to the convincing of the Jew and Gentile, that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God, manifesting himself unto all nations. And now, if there are faults, they are the mistakes of men. Wherefore condemn not the things of God, that ye may be found spotless at the judgment seat of Christ. In the above, three reasons are given why the Book of Mormon was written and preserved to come forth among men in the last days. First, to show unto the remnant of the house of Israel what great things the Lord has done for their fathers. Second, to teach them the covenants of the Lord with their fathers, that the remnants may know that they are not cast off forever. Third, that this record may convince both Jew and Gentile that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God, and that he manifests himself to all nations. In a revelation given to Joseph Smith in July 1828, on the occasion of the Urim and Thummim being restored to him after it had been taken from him in consequence of allowing Martin Harris to have a portion of the manuscript of the Book of Mormon, contrary to the will of God, the Lord said unto him, My work shall go forth, for inasmuch as the knowledge of a Savior has come unto the world through the testimony of the Jews, even so shall the knowledge of a Savior come unto my people, and to the Nephites, and the Jacobites, and the Josephites, and the Zoramites, through the testimony of their fathers. And this testimony shall come to the knowledge of the Lamanites, and the Lemuelites, and the Ishmaelites who dwindled in unbelief because of the iniquity of their fathers, whom the Lord has suffered to destroy their brethren the Nephites because of their iniquities and their abominations. And for this very purpose are these plates preserved, which contain these records, that the promise of the Lord might be fulfilled, which he made to his people, and that the Lamanites might come to a knowledge of their fathers, that they might know the promises of the Lord, and that they may believe the gospel and rely upon the merits of Jesus Christ, and be glorified through faith in his name, that through their repentance they might be saved. In this passage we have substantially the same reasons given why the Book of Mormon was written, though not stated in the same order, but as follows. First, that a knowledge of a Savior might come unto the remnants of the house of Israel in the Western Hemisphere, who are called Nephites, Jacobites, Josephites, Lamanites, etc. Second, that the Lamanites might come to a knowledge of their fathers. Third, that the Lamanites might know the promises of the Lord both to their fathers and to themselves. Mormon also left upon his testimony as to why the book which bears his name was written, and why it would be preserved and come forth in the last days. In his own book, by which I mean the book in which he wrote the things which he saw in his own day, Mormon says, Now these things are written unto the remnant of the house of Jacob, and behold they shall come forth according to the commandment of the Lord, when he shall see fit in his wisdom, and behold they shall go unto the unbelieving of the Jews, and for this intent shall they go that they be persuaded that Jesus is the Christ, 
the Son of the living God, that the Father may bring about, through his most beloved, his great and eternal purpose in restoring the Jews, or all the house of Israel to the land of their inheritance, which the Lord their God hath given them, unto the fulfilling of his covenant, and also that the seed of his people may more fully believe his gospel, which shall go forth unto them for the Gentiles. Again, this same writer, Mormon, addressing himself to the remnants of the Lamanites, to whom in the future his record would come, says, Know ye that ye must come to a knowledge of your fathers, and repent of your sins and iniquities, and believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, and that he was slain by the Jews, and by the power of the Father he hath risen again, whereby he hath gained the victory over the grave, and also in him is the sting of death swallowed up. And he bringeth to pass the resurrection of the dead, whereby man must be raised to stand before his judgment seat. And he hath brought to pass the redemption of the world, whereby he that is found guiltless before him at the judgment day hath it given unto him to dwell in the presence of God in his kingdom, to sing ceaseless praises with the choirs above unto the Father, and unto the Son, and unto the Holy Ghost, which are one God, in a state of happiness which hath no end. Therefore, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, and lay hold upon the gospel of Christ, which shall be set before you, not only in this record, but also in the record which shall come unto the Gentiles from the Jews, which record shall come from the Gentiles unto you. For behold, this is written, for the intent that ye may believe that. And if ye believe that, ye will believe this also. And if ye believe this, ye will know concerning your fathers, and also the marvelous works which were wrought by the power of God among them. And ye will also know that ye are a remnant of the seed of Jacob. Wherefore, ye are numbered among the people of the first covenant. This passage is important because that in addition to assigning substantially the same reasons for the writing and coming forth of the Book of Mormon as those before enumerated, it brings out the fact that the Book of Mormon was written also to be a witness for the Bible, to prove it true. For the language in the above passages makes plain reference to the Bible, the record which comes from the Jews to the Gentiles, and from the Gentiles to the remnant of the Lamanites, to whom Mormon makes reference. There is also the testimony of the first Nephi. In vision he saw the advent of the Gentile races upon the Western Hemisphere. He saw their victories over the remnant of the seed of his brethren, the Lamanites. He then proceeds, And I beheld the Spirit of the Lord, that it was upon the Gentiles, that they did prosper and obtain the land for their inheritance. And I beheld that they were white, and exceedingly fair and beautiful, like unto my people before they were slain. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, beheld that the Gentiles who had gone forth out of captivity did humble themselves before the Lord. And the power of the Lord was with them. And I beheld that their mother Gentiles were gathered together upon the water, and upon the land also, to battle against them. And I beheld that the power of God was with them, and also that the wrath of God was upon all those who were gathered together against them to battle. And I, Nephi, beheld that the Gentiles that had gone out of captivity were delivered by the power of God out of the hands of all other nations. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, beheld that they did prosper in the land. And I beheld a book, and it was carried forth among them. And the angel said unto me, Knowest thou the meaning of the book? And I said unto him, I know not. And he said, Beheld it proceedeth out of the mouth of a Jew. And I, Nephi, beheld it, and he said it unto me. And he said unto me, The book that thou beholdest is a record of the Jews which contains the covenants of the Lord, which he hath made unto the house of Israel. And it also containeth many of the prophecies of the holy prophets. 
and it is a record like unto the engravings which are upon the plates of brass, save they are not so many. Nevertheless they contain the covenants of the Lord, which he hath made unto the house of Israel. Wherefore, they are of a great worth unto the Gentiles. And the angel of the Lord said unto me, Thou hast beheld that the book proceedeth forth from the mouth of a Jew. And when it proceedeth forth from the mouth of a Jew, it contained the plainness of the gospel of the Lord, of whom the twelve apostles bear record. And they bear record according to the truth which is in the Lamb of God. Therefore these things go forth from the Jews in purity unto the Gentiles, according to the truth which is in God. And after they go forth by the hand of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, from the Jews unto the Gentiles, thou seest the foundation of a great and abominable church, which is most abominable above all other churches. For behold, they have taken away from the gospel of the Lamb many parts which are plain and most precious. And also many covenants of the Lord have they taken away. And all this have they done, that they might pervert the right ways of the Lord, and that they might blind the eyes and harden the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore thou seest that after the book has gone forth through the hands of the great and abominable church, that there are many plain and precious things taken away from the book, which is the book of the Lamb of God. And after these plain and precious things were taken away, it goeth forth unto all nations of the Gentiles, yea, even across the many waters which thou hast seen with the Gentiles, which have gone forth out of captivity. Thou seest, because of the many plain and precious things which have been taken out of the book, which were plain unto the understanding of the children of men, according to the plainness which is in the Lamb of God, because of these things which are taken away out of the gospel of the Lamb, an exceeding great many do stumble, yea, insomuch that Satan hath great power over them. And it came to pass that the angel of the Lord spake unto me, saying, Behold, saith the Lamb of God, after I have visited the remnant of the house of Israel, and this remnant of whom I speak, is the seed of thy father. Wherefore, after I have visited them in judgment, and smitten them by the hand of the Gentiles, and after the Gentiles do stumble exceedingly because of the most plain and precious parts of the gospel of the Lamb, which have been kept back by that abominable church, which is the mother of harlots, saith the Lamb, I will be merciful unto the Gentiles in that day, insomuch I will bring forth unto them in mine own power much of my gospel, which shall be plain and precious, saith the Lamb. For behold, saith the Lamb, I will manifest myself unto thy seed, that they shall write many things which I shall minister unto them, which shall be plain and precious. And after thy seed shall be destroyed and dwindle in unbelief, and also the seed of thy brethren, behold, these things shall be hid up, to come forth unto the Gentiles by the gift and power of the Lamb. And in them shall be written my gospel, saith the Lamb, and my rock and my salvation. And it came to pass that I beheld the remnant of the seed of thy brethren, and also the book of the Lamb of God, which had proceeded forth from the mouth of a Jew, that it came forth from the Gentiles unto the remnant of the seed of my brethren. And after it had come forth unto them, I beheld other books which came forth by the power of the Lamb of God from the Gentiles unto them unto the convincing of the Gentiles, and the remnant of the seed of my brethren, and also the Jews who were scattered upon the face of the earth, that the records of the prophets and of the twelve apostles of the Lamb are true. And the angel spake unto me, saying, These last records which thou hast seen among the Gentiles shall establish the truth of the first, which are of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, and shall make known the plain and precious things which have been taken away from them. And it shall make known to all kindreds, tongues, and people, that the Lamb of God is the Son of the Eternal Father, and the Savior of the world, and all men must come unto him, or they cannot be saved. 
and they must come according to the words which shall be established by the mouth of the Lamb. And the words of the Lamb shall be made known to the records of thy seed, as well as in the records of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Wherefore, they both shall be established in one, for there is one God, and one shepherd over all the earth. The reference here made to the book of the Lamb of God, which had proceeded forth from the mouth of a Jew, is beyond all question the Bible, while the other books which come forth by the power of the Lamb from the Gentiles unto the remnant of Lehi's descendants, and which records are to establish the truth of the first records, or the Bible, is in plain allusion to the Book of Mormon and other scriptures to be brought forth by the power of God in the last days. From all this, then, it is very evident that the purposes for which the Book of Mormon were written, counting in this summary both those reasons already enumerated and those stated in the passages last quoted, are, first, to show unto the remnant of the house of Israel what great things the Lord has done for their fathers. Second, to teach them the covenants of the Lord made with their fathers, that the remnants may know that they are not cast off forever. Third, to convince both Jew and Gentiles that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God, and that he manifests himself to all nations. Fourth, to bring the knowledge of his Savior to the remnants of the house of Israel on the Western Hemisphere, through the testimony of the Nephites and Lamanites, as well as through the testimony of the Jews, that they might more fully believe the gospel. Fifth, to bring to the Jews the testimony of the Nephites, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that they might have the testimony of the Nephites, as well as that of their fathers, that Jesus is their Messiah. Sixth, to be a witness for the truth of the Bible, to establish its authenticity and credibility by bringing other witnesses than those of the Eastern world, to testify to the same great truths that are contained in the sacred pages of the Bible. Seventh, to restore to the knowledge of mankind many plain and precious truths concerning the gospel which men have taken out of the Jewish scriptures, or obscured by their interpretations, by the absence of which passages, or misleading interpretations, may have stumbled and fallen into unbelief. In a word, It is the mission of the Book of Mormon to be a witness for Jesus the Christ, for the truth of the gospel as the power of God unto salvation. For that purpose it was written, preserved from destruction, and has now come forth to the children of men through the goodness and mercy and power of God. Thank you for listening to The Purposes for Which the Book of Mormon Was Written by B. H. Roberts, published in 1909. This has been the Rare Possessions Podcast by Book of Mormon Central. Stay subscribed to this podcast for more great information in the Come Follow Me 2020 year on the Book of Mormon from the Book of Mormon Central Archives. Thanks for listening.